Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way Podcast. Podcast. Greetings, Moeekins. This is Danny of the Magic Our Way podcast, a, uh, a much more sober Danny, I must admit. Uh, joining me today for the podcast, I have with me the second leg of this tripod that we call Magic Our Way, our official travel agent, Lee. Say hello. Hey, guys. How's it going out there in Moeekin land? Nice. Also with us, our returning champion. We brought him back by popular demand. Actually, he never left. He's been in the studio sleeping this entire time. My tag team partner in crime, uh, the, the Scott Hall to my Kevin Nash, the, the Triple H to my Shawn Michaels, Eli, the master of Ivory Comics. Say hello. Hey, what's going on, MOW Nation? How you doing? <laughs> Guys, uh, it's great to be back. I, I should probably explain, last time we did the show... Uh, that was about a three-and-a-half-hour show that we whittled down to about an hour and a half because Lee, uh, who had come in from uh, Texas, and uh, we went out to Akira, my favorite restaurant. If you're ever in Louisiana or the Metairie area in particular, which is not that far away from New Orleans, I suggest you go to Akira. That's a wonderful restaurant. And um, unfortunately, Lee doesn't drink, and they know I like to drink sake, so they were bringing sake for Lee that I would have to drink. So... Unintentionally, I drank a whole other large carafe of sake by myself. I wish I was there. Yeah, I wish you were, too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be rude and turn it down. Yeah, that, I couldn't do that. You were rude to me in that you didn't drink it, but to them, yeah, sure. So anyway, but look, we're glad to be back. We're Like I said, we're a lot more sober this time. I, I can't, can't guarantee it's going to keep that way, but we'll see how the show goes. So uh, let's start off with you, Lee. Tell us a little bit about your agency. All right, guys. Um, so... If you want to reach me, I'm with You've Got a Friend in Lee, an affiliate of Magical Moments Vacations, a, a earmarked agency. You can reach me at 832-570-5490. You can email me at lee at mmvagent.com. Facebook at www.facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Thank you very much, man. And then for Magic Our Way, look. All your needs, they're handled in one place, www.magicourway.com. Go check it out. Leave us a message. Listen to some archives. There's a lot of good shows out there. We, we see it every once in a while where the listenership, it just spikes. and it, it, You've had 20 people listen to your shows, and it's spread out equally amongst your podcasts. So, I mean, it's great that people actually binge listen to the Magic Our Way podcast. So, for all your Magic Our Way needs, go there. Check out our Facebook page. Twitter. Lee's handling our Facebook page now. He's putting out a lot of good stuff out there. Thank you for that, Lee. And oh, um, my pleasure. Yeah, no problem, no problem. But Eli, I, I gotta let you talk a little bit about Ivory Comics. Oh man, thank you. Uh, the Ivory Comics is uh, self-published. That's uh, that's just me, just doing all my own supporting artists that uh, are in the comic books that uh, want to help me on this project. Uh, project Geisha is basically about. A geisha that uh, wants to do right where there's wrong. And uh, actually, I forgot to mention this last week, uh, it's been uh, nominated uh, for a Glyph Award, which is a pretty big deal uh, for me. It's an independent comic award. Uh, Best female character. So, you know, that's pretty good to say I'm not a female. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, you go to www.ivorycomics.com. You can check out some uh, art from the book. And the book is due to be released towards the end of June. And uh, I'll be saying more about that. But love what I'm doing. And uh, any support would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Okay. Next up on the podcast, we have a, a familiar voice who wanted to stop in and say hello to you guys and give you a little info, and I'll let him take it away right now. Hey, everybody in the Mauican Nation. Kevin here, and I'm currently just driving around all of southeast Louisiana just getting to my music jobs, man. So I hope you're enjoying the show. I know Danny, Lee, and Eli are doing a great job of keeping the ball rolling, and I'm, I'm loving to see the interaction from our, our listeners out there, so I'm very pleased to see that. Um, look, I got something new for y'all to check out, and I didn't want to wait until I got back to the show, which will probably be for another couple of weeks, uh, but I wanted to let you guys know of an easy way that you can support the show, and we just recently picked up an Amazon affiliation, so what does that mean? And you probably heard other shows talk about this. But that basically means you go to the website, magicourway.com, and you'll find a little Amazon button. And before you go do your shopping on Amazon, and hopefully most people do their shopping on Amazon, or a lot of people do or use it or whatever, uh, they do have good prices and whatnot, and you could definitely find some strange, or even things that you may not find in your grocery store. I, I, don't, I don't mean to say strange, but things like um, um, Carboni's Pancake and Waffle Mix, which is supposedly the exact pancake and waffle mix that they use in Walt Disney World Resorts for their pancakes. So if you enjoy their pancakes, man, uh, that's, that's you know, you can find them on Amazon, dude. I ordered them myself, made the pancakes. I even tried the recipe for the waffles straight from Disney World or, or in one of my Disney cookbooks and stuff. And, man, it's absolutely delicious, man. It took me right back to the parks. So anyway, uh, anyway you can find that on Amazon. That's one of the many things amongst all your other Disney treasures that you want to look for, whether it be pins or, or costumes for your kids or whatever else. Whatever. Costumes for you. Who knows? But anyway, uh, yeah, Amazon affiliation, man. Before you decide to do some shopping on Amazon, man, just go by the website and click on it. It'll take you straight to the we uh, Amazon uh, website, and you can start to do your shopping there. And that's all you have to do, man. Instant support for the show. Uh, we'll get a little cut off of whatever happens. I don't know how all this works. I'm pretty fresh, but I know I get a little something. It's a, we're not going to get rich by this, but by all means, we're going to definitely take care of some expenses that go along with producing a quality show like you're listening to. So anyway, yeah, once again, go to before you do your shopping online, especially if it's through Amazon, go to our website, www.magicourway.com. You'll see the affiliate link on the website. Click on that. And it'll just take you straight to the website. And that's all you have to do. And continue shopping as usual. You don't have to enter any special codes. You don't have to do anything funky. You don't have to stand on the head, do a dance. You don't have to wear a hula skirt. You know, whatever. Just click on that link and you instantly support the Magic R8 podcast. All right, Maokan Nation, I'm going to end my jibber-jabber and send you quickly back to the magic. So guys, back in the studio, take it away. Ooh, all right, Kevin, enjoy them pancakes. Ooh, that's some good pancakes, man. <laughs> yeah, look, guys, what Kevin said, man, if you can, next time you're going to go on Amazon, 
follow the link. Look, you hear what Kevin's doing. I mean, this is why Kevin's not here. He can't afford to be here. He's out driving around trying to take gigs wherever he can to pay for this. We yeah. we're, we're so get Kevin back in the studio. Kevin's a little nomadic at this point. He'd like to come back home. This Lee, is this is like the PBS of like Disney podcasting, you know. The That's PBS? It. Yeah, you know like <laughs> PBS does the telethon. Oh, is that what it is? I I mean, look, you can find anything on Amazon. I one time I felt the desire. I don't know if anybody's even heard of this show, but I wanted to see this show, Street Justice. You ever heard of this show before? No. No. I know, but I I found it on Amazon. So yeah. now Amazon officially has everything. Yes, it does. So like, next time you go in there to buy some other obscure 80s uh, TV series? 90s. Yeah, ni- <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome show. Next time you do that, and when you when you go to buy um, Stingray, <laughs> I was going to say, say Hardcastle and McCormick, <laughs> Simon and Simon, <laughs> Riptide. There you when, go. When you go buy Riptide next time, use our Amazon link. Hey, you know what? You might even be able to find that uh, box set for Thunder and Paradise over there on Amazon. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, if you're tired of digging through the Walmart ninety-nine cent bin. <laughs> you can look for Thunder in Paradise uh, on Amazon. Um, they might have it for eighty nine cents. Yeah, <laughs> you know, box set. You might get that in a copy of Mister Nanny. You never know. <laughs> um, all right, guys. And lastly, uh, look, Kathleen Kelly is still out there. She's doing her Kickstarting campaign for Walt Disney World with Autism: A Special Needs Guide. Please, if you can, go support her. Go to Kickstarter, type in the Walt Disney World with Autism Special Needs Guide, or just Lee's going to go ahead and put it on our Facebook page, right, Lee? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So Lee will put it on our Facebook. If you look in the show notes, you'll find a link to it. Um, and, and please, whatever you can give, help her meet that goal. She's got only about two weeks left to go. And uh, I'd really like to see her go ahead and do this because, this, I mean, really, this is a, a great idea for a book. And probably end up going to be a series if she can get the first one going. So um, if you can lend her your support, please do. All right. Now that we've got that wrapped up, guys, time to head on over to the queue. All right, first up on the queue, great news for all you guys that were going over to the Magic Kingdom this summer that thought they were going to be missing out on Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, guess what? If you're going in May, you got a reprieve. The original dates advertised for May 11th through September 26th as Pirates of the Caribbean being closed. Well, guess what? Apparently not as much work needed to be done as they thought as those dates have been adjusted. Now Pirates is scheduled to be down from June 8th to September 25th. So great news there. Apparently the boats aren't sinking as much as everyone thought they were. Thoughts? We'll have some satisfied clients in there in June. They'll be happy. Good. All right. Next up, Disney's Tomorrowland. Guys, it took them three trailers to get me interested in this movie, but they finally did it. That third trailer gave me enough to where the first two trailers, I didn't want to say it before, but I really just was not feeling Tomorrowland. I didn't get any sense of what the story was going to be about, but I was told that I needed to check out the third trailer. I checked it out, and finally, I'm starting to feel a little bit encouraged about this. I, quite frankly, I might actually end up going to the theater to watch it. Guys, y'all saw the new Tomorrowland trailer. What did y'all think? Yeah, I saw I saw it in the theaters recently when we went to see Cinderella, and it mm-hmm. was uh, it was one of the trailers for that. I was probably going to see it anyway, 
but this third trailer definitely got me more interested in it. It really gives you a good idea of what the movie's going to be about, and uh, it gives you it fleshes the story out a little bit more, I guess. Man, you saw a lot of carnage, you saw a lot of robot carnage in that that third trailer. Eli, you like Carnage. What did you think of it? <laughs> I love Carnage. I got to say this. Uh, George Clooney, I, I know he was cool in uh, Friends and Facts of Life for any of y'all who's like my age that remembered him in that show. Uh, <laughs> but I saw the American. Why did you bring up, why did you bring up Facts I, I, of Life? That's what I saw. I'm just, I'm just telling you what I saw. <laughs> You know, uh, I saw the Peacemaker and I saw the American. They both bore me. He wasn't a good Batman, but I got to admit, seeing this trailer, that got me a little hyped up. Uh, definitely did. So not even Out of Sight or Bro- Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Those are good. Okay, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou was, was good, but that wasn't really like an action <laughs> role. You know what I'm saying? Um, I saw the first couple of trailers uh, off of Facebook, and I was like, yeah, that, that looks very wondrous. But that third trailer was like, okay, you might have my $20. And I don't give $20 up to movies too often. I'm just saying that. The question, was he really known for Friends? I thought he was on ER. Oh, uh, yeah. I never watched that show, though. Like, you know, I, I got health care insurance problems. So, like, you know, I don't really pay attention <laughs> to medical shows. That's just me. Hey, all I got to say, dust till dawn. Okay, oh, that was I, awesome. How man. did I forget? That's all you got to know right there. All right, next up on the queue, Ewan McGregor is going to be Lumiere in the Beauty and the Beast remake. Thoughts? Who? Okay. I know who Ewan McGregor is, but what's he been in lately? I don't, can't think of anything he's even been in lately. God, the prequels are all I remember. Yeah, Obi-Wan and Train Spotting is all I got. That, you know, oh, it's train spotting. That's oh, he was in that Moulin Rouge movie. Oh, that was bad. Oh, you know, I wish I didn't remember that because the guy who plays Lumiere is really the guy who sings Be Our Guest. Oh. I, I heard him sing Love Lift You Up Where We Belong on Moulin Rouge, and that was awful. That tone-deaf singing that he did through that movie <laughs> was terrible. They should have so, auto-tuned it. That's probably what help him. Maybe. Maybe that's what we'll get. Is he going to do like a French accent to do this, to pull this off? I don't know. I think they should have got David Hyde Pierce. That wouldn't have been bad. Mm. Why not? Why not David Hyde Pierce? That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. See, He's it goes far- right back to typecasting. I, hey, you know? Kelsey Grammer. I'd take that. Uh, even better. A lot of people wanted Patrick Stewart. Well, we'll see. As long as he don't act like a Jedi in it, we'll be all right. Maybe George Clooney sees that in Tomorrowland and decides to take that part. <laughs> does he have that kind of stroke hey, yes he does fire that McGregor guy I'm your, I'm your candlestick man I'm George Clooney I like that up for you <laughs> you want to be in Ocean's 14 <laughs> alright guys let's move on from this alright last up on the queue uh, from Disney Travel News enhancements coming to Disney Dream this fall uh, exciting new experiences await you aboard the Disney Dream after spaces throughout the Disney Cruise Line vessel are transformed this fall. Magical makeover salon for princesses and pirates. Sweet shop for families, uh, which is going to be themed around Vanellope's sweets and treats from uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Um, high-tech Disney Infinity Space Ad adventure for kids. So going to have a little section that's going to be like Disney Infinity. But forget all that. What we want to talk about is Star Wars area brings force-filled fun 
for children. So there's going to be, in the Oceaneers Club, for kids ages 3 to 12, there's going to be a whole section that's going to look like the Millennium Falcon. The only problem I have with that, ages 3 to 12. What, what about for us? I'm not 3 to 12. I want to see the Millennium Falcon. And that's what's going to happen. Adults everywhere are going to be knocking over children. They're going to be, like, sitting off to the side, prying, wondering why they can't go play on their playset while adults are sitting in there going, punch it, Chewie. Yeah, well, they're not too worried about that because everybody knows if the kid wants to do it, the parents are going to pay for it. Actually, no, it, uh, the kids' club is included in your package price when you are on Disney Cruise Line, so there's no extra cost uh, involved there, so that's pretty cool. Nice. All right. Thank you very much, Lee. We're going to move on from the queue to a new segment that has no music. Any, anybody want to come up with some clever music for this? Kevin, Kevin doesn't really have music for this. What, what, what's, the, uh, what's the theme? I, I, I'll, I'll, look, you know what? I'll take care of this. Because you, you want me to do a beat? You want me to do a little beatbox beat? <laughs> <laughs> you might have to, actually. You know, like, yeah, that's all in fun. Like yeah. the fat boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No? Wait, hold on. No, I, I got it. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, Sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup to you. All right, guys. That music is probably the first music that we probably shouldn't be using on this podcast. But uh, that is uh, Be Our Guest. Because, yes... Instead of going ahead and sandwiching all your stuff into the queue, we're giving you, the listeners, your own segment called, uh, appropriately enough, and named by Lee. Lee, you want to tell them what, what our new segment's called? Uh, so this is all about the listeners, all about our guests on the podcast. This is going to be guest services. So just as when you hit the parts, the first place you go to is guest services. Now you're going to have that here at the podcast as well. So this is where we're going to put all of our listener uh, feedback and information and all that good stuff right here in guest services. So we're here to service you, our guests. Absolutely. So first up in guest services, Lee, you got a little something to tell them, don't you? Yes, sir. So uh, to follow up on the last contest we had, we're going to have <laughs> round two of guess where your travel agent is this week. Uh, I'll be dropping hints throughout the show today, so make sure you listen. And uh, everyone that writes in and guesses where I'm at, we'll put you all guys in a hat. And we'll pick one winner out of all the correct answers. So, again, be sure to listen for all the hints this episode. Uh, I'll give you the first one right now. They say it's a dry heat, but I don't care. It's still hot. Interesting. So there's your first hint. Hint number one. I'll be dropping some subtle hints, a few subtle hints throughout the episode today. Okay. So hint number one, it's a dry heat, but it's still hot. Okay. All right, guys. So, hey, if you can guess where Lee's at, Lee will send you a little something. So keep an ear out. He's the Riddler today. Me, I've come up with a second little contest for our listeners here. Guys, you know, uh, I referenced this earlier in the podcast uh, that uh, last show was about three and a half hours long because I just I, I don't like hosting. I just I'm not a good host. But you're working at it. I'm working at it. I mean, but I, I admit I'm terrible at it. Uh, look, Kevin's much better at this than I am. But Kevin's not going to be here for a while. So I would like to announce a contest to our listeners. And, and in doing so, I'm going to appeal to our super fans, if you will. Our super fans, like the Fish on Woos and the Listener X's and Mr. Anonymous and 
uh, Josh Coco, and all those guys that listen to our show right in all the time. I'm going to appeal to you guys right now because I want to do a contest called um, Win Kevin's Job. Just for the week. Now, Kevin's not going anywhere, but just for the week, you can win Kevin's job. You can come on the podcast and you can host the Magic Our Way podcast. That's, that's the contest I'd like to put it. Look, Kevin's going to be away for a while. He's got to pay some bills. We all understand this. But I'm going to give a lucky listener the chance. Now, you've got to know the show. That's why I'm kind of appealing to the super fans. But, hey, we've, we, especially this week, we've heard from a lot of listeners that we hadn't heard from up until now that know the show. So if you know the show and you think you can pull it off, you think you can host this up, send us an email. And, and, and tell us in you know a couple of words why you think you should be able to take Kevin's job. So if you if you can come up with, and don't worry, guys, Kevin is well aware of this. His feelings are not going to be hurt much. Uh, but if you can go ahead and send this in and write in and let us know what you can do, give us a reason. Make it funny. Do something stand out. If you can go ahead and do that, you will be hosting the next episode of Magic Our Way. Well, you got to remind them they got to keep up with the three of us. That's no easy task. Well, they got to keep the three of us in line, and that is... Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> this contest is called Win Kevin's Job. Win also Kevin's Job minutes. for a week. Yeah. For a week. Kevin's always welcome back whenever his schedule is permitted. And, hey, look, if Kevin says I'm back next week... No matter what, we will honor the agreement, and the next week Kevin is out, you will be hosting. It's just an appreciation to the fans. It is. It's an appreciation to the fans, and really, it's a testament that anybody can do this job better than me. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Sure what? Why not? You know, if if I'm going to be deprecating towards my hosting abilities, sure. I'll, I'll accept a little praise. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. So, guys... MagicOurWay at gmail.com. Send it in. Let us know why you would be a good choice to take Kevin's job for the week. Uh, next up, we can get services. Just a quick reminder. We are looking for contestants for the round two of The Price is Right. We've had a couple of you guys reply back. So we're going to take a few more uh, emails and uh, a couple of people that want to be on it. And then we're going to get that show put together. So if you want to be on the next round of Price is Right, just let us know. And we've already heard in from, uh, I want to say, two people already on this issue, right? So I think we've got two lined up, but I might be wrong. So, guys, if you want that third spot, go for it. Who's next? And next up on guest services, we have a speak pipe message from the one, the only, Mr. Anonymous. Mr. Anonymous, take it away. Hey, guys, Mr. Anonymous again. Just wanted to uh, weigh in on the live-action film debate. Um First point uh, I was actually one that my uh, wife had brought up to me. She's six days away from her Disney World trip with our daughter, by the way. Thank you so much for the podcast you'd done for us a couple of episodes ago to uh, get ready for that. Uh, I'll make sure we get a trip report when they get back. Um, but uh, on Maleficent, when we had gotten back from seeing that in the theater, uh, I spent a couple of days complaining about how I really wanted to like the movie, but there were so many variations from what I was expecting, what I really wanted to see, um, particularly almost like Danny, keeping it in line with the film just from a slightly different angle and perspective instead of completely different storytelling or telling a completely different story. But uh, one of the points that I, my wife pointed out that I was overlooking was that uh, the biggest tragedy in that film is that Aurora's mother never gets to see her daughter grow up. Aurora never gets to see her mother. And it only gets a half, 
like 10 second scene in the movie um you know when they announce that oh yep mom died and they just kind of breeze over that and for a movie that's talking about the love between a daughter and a guardian um that really didn't do a whole lot of service to uh to that uh, that that like i said that tragic figure because it's not like uh aurora's mother in the film has any dramatic pretext for being this uh, this tragic character, you know she's in a situation. Her father is a jerk. Her husband's a jerk, and this jerk ex of her husband's comes and basically rips her daughter from her, and she just dies. It's it it it's, it's yeah not something that uh, got a whole lot of play in the movie, and you know was was disappointingly overlooked. Um, but the other point I wanted to bring up was, uh, on uh, as far as the next live-action movie goes, that I'd be interested in seeing them uh, take, a, take a shot at would be Little Mermaid. Um, that's one of those ones that, uh, I mean, we, we have to just recognize that uh, Disney's going to be making these until people stop showing up. They can spend $40, $80, 120000000 million on these films and make half a million dollars in two months. So these are going to be money spigots. They're not going to turn off. So if we're going to be sitting through these things or, or you know, see, see, at least sitting through the trailers for them, um, you know, let's at least hope that they're doing something good. And with Little Mermaid, somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to take a look and see, okay, Disney's making money on it. What can we do? These are you know, open source properties. Anyone can make a Little Mermaid movie. They may not be able to use the songs that Alan Menken made, but they can put that tagline on it and you know, draw on people. So if Disney doesn't do it, someone's going to. But if Disney can do it, then they can take the oxygen out of the room and not let anyone else try to make money off of their coattails. So I would rather see Disney try to bring great storytelling and good CGI uh, to that uh, the new style of uh, live-action animation than some other film studio saying, well, we'll do it halfway and maybe nail story and not have the technical expertise for uh, the the uh, the animation or other way around really nail the animation and not have the production shops to get the right cast and the right script and the right feel and momentum. Um, but even with Disney, it's still a 50, 50, as far as I could tell, um, it could look a lot more like finding Nemo, uh, than splash. And that's not, I don't think what we really want out of that. So, Anyway, um, thanks for the podcast, as always, and look forward to the next episode. Take care, guys. All right. Thank you, Mr. Anonymous. Uh, that is much more eloquently stated than I did in uh, my review of the movie, uh, and, and a lot less curse words were used as well. So uh, good job on that one. Yeah, he was deep, man. He was very he, deep. He, he hit a lot of great points. And, and what his wife said, I, again, I, and I made the comment when we did the, the, the podcast uh, last week about his wife dying. And guys, I really wasn't that upset by the movie. I was more upset that I had just seen it. So I, it was so fresh in my mind. Um, but I remember making the point that the mom died, so she was practically useless. Well, in, in listening to what Mr. Anonymous' wife had to say... She's exactly right, but I think the reason that they did it like that was because they wanted you to forget about mom as soon as possible because in this universe, Maleficent is Sleeping Beauty's mom. So, Lee, uh, any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'd like to point out about Little Mermaid. Uh, me and my brother were actually discussing that as well on a different uh, group, uh, movie group, and uh, that was the one he really wants to see uh, happen would be Little Mermaid. So, uh, yeah, this is all good stuff, man. I'm, uh, thanks for the input. Unfortunately, that's the one area I got to disagree with Mr. Anonymous on, and maybe he can he can help me out on this one because I, I I don't know how do you film a live action actress underwater communicating with CGI animals and make it look realistic. Yeah, you can't. Right? I mean, unless you just cut the underwater scenes, to me, it's going to look phony. Because you can't fake holding your breath <laughs> and, you know what? and talking natural. I mean, they got to use a green screen, right? Well, I mean, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme did it in Bloodsport. Riggs did it in Lethal Weapon 2, and you could really tell he was underwater. Yeah. Bubbles are coming up from your face. That was an awesome movie. Um, so, like, how do you do it? Lee? Well, I don't know, but I'm sure we're going to find out. All right, Mr. Anonymous, once again, thank you for the comments. Thank your wife for the comments as well. I, I think you hit the nail right on the head there. The mother was inconvenient. Let's get to the convenient part of this, which is that Maleficent is her true love and her mother, uh, to boot. They, she is all of that and everything to Sleeping Beauty who has nothing but Maleficent. That's just me. That's my appreciation of it. That's why I hated the movie so much. As far as The Little Mermaid goes... I don't know how they're going to do that. It's going to be so CGI, but I would be willing to watch it. Who's next? Uh, we did get a Facebook message from Stephen Downs, and I thought this was a, a great message. Put a lot of uh, put a lot of worried minds to rest here. So uh, Stephen writes, uh, currently listening to the latest show, number 72. When it comes to young Chewy, I looked it up. Wookiees live around 400 to 500 years. And he was only 200 at the end of episode 6. So 30 years later would have made a big impact on him as it does for us. So thank God we can all figure out the mystery and we can all sleep at night now. So thank you, jo- uh, thank you, Stevens, for that uh, piece of information. And now we can all rest at ease knowing why Chewie did not have any gray hair. This is what I would say. Steven, great job. Thank you for educating us. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know. But here's what I would say to that. Okay, so if Wookiees live to be about 400 to 500 years old, you know, humans live to be about what? Um, 80 to 90? 80, 80 to 90. 80 to 90 these days. So I'm going to say if Chewie was 200 at the end of episode 6, it's been about 30 plus years since. So Chewie's about 235. Chewie's middle age. I know a couple of guys in, in, in high school that were bald by their late 20s. So it's not – look, I, I started to go gray in my, my early to mid-30s. So I don't – Chewie could have been a little gray. Just a little gray. A little gray. Who's next? Uh, next on Facebook, uh, Richard Hercher, Mr. Anonymous, and Keith Schneider, a listener X. Uh, they wanted to uh, give a shout-out to Eli. They are both very happy that Eli is back. Uh, and, uh, of course, have him on this episode as well. So you guys will be happy there as well. Um, Mr. Anonymous does say, uh, Marvel Moment is truer than Marvel Minute. Let's be honest. Uh, no one can have a coherent comic book discussion in 60 seconds. Also, here's some knowledge, more uh, fans dropping knowledge on us. John Goodman was Baloo the Bear in the direct-to-video sequel flop. So we were talking about Jungle Book getting remade. And uh, I, said, I, I said that I thought John Goodman would be a good bear. Uh, I guess it's already been done. So thank you for that knowledge, uh, Mr. Anonymous. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Hey, look, 
You know, that's one thing about John Goodman, because I remember when you brought that up last time and, and, and thinking to myself when you did it, and I'm like, if there's a role in any animated film for an overweight sidekick kind of guy, I mean, John Goodman's on that. I mean, he was in The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> yes. He, he was in Monsters, Inc. Uh, I remember uh, he was in uh, uh, The Princess and the Frog. He was um, Big Daddy in Princess and the Frog. So, I mean... That's a li- oh, he was in the Frosty the Snowman movie that we have. He played Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. Yeah, in that terrible, terrible, terrible sequel to the original one. Oh, the Transformers movie they just did. He was Hound yeah. in the Transformers. The overweight Transformer, he was him too. So John Goodman apparently doesn't say no to anything. First of all, hey, hey, to the listeners that uh, like the old day, hey, thank you very much. Appreciate that. I remember a long time ago I was in high school and – I was in the ROTC, right? And so, you know, they have, like, Mardi Gras parades and stuff like that. And John Goodman was actually the Grand Marshal of Endymion. That is one of the happiest Grand Marshals I have ever seen in person. There, he was sitting out there, chilling out, you know, being happy. And he saw us all that. He was like, good job, good job, Marie, good job, you know, high school, blah, blah, blah. He's a very good, happy guy. So, um... Yeah, he used to stop in the Smoothie King where he used to work all the time. He was, he was a wonderful guy. Very nice. Very nice to everybody who recognized him. Who's next? So next up, we have an email from Listener X. He said, just listen to another great episode of the Magic Our Way podcast with Danny, Lee, and Eli. Danny really doesn't like Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an understatement. We have a very strong opinion about Maleficent. When you write that sentence, uh, Listener X... Really should be in caps, bold, and italicized. Yeah, uh, she's married to the guy that helped me get my house, and I still won't rent that movie based on that review. <laughs> but um, Listener X heard the call to the Mo Nation to be on the Magic Our Way Listener Prices Right episode. I would love to be on the show to test my pricing skills against other listeners like P's and... You really said P's and Q's, but I guess that's P's and Carrots. Mr. Peas Anonymous. Carrots. Yeah. Mr. Anonymous, and of course, the president of the Mao Nation, Fish Sean Wu. Perhaps I will even make it to the Showcase <laughs> Showdown. That's a great day, by the way. <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys. Eli's Marvel Minute is a great addition. Listener X. Wow, thank you very much, Listener X. Thank you. Yeah. Also, uh, the Mo Nation thing. Man, guys, we have been going crazy over this one. We actually had a, a conversation about this the other day. Uh, what do we call our fans? And, and we've been all over the board on this. And um, I think we finally settled on it because I think it was Fish on Wu who originally uh, suggested Amawakins. 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 Uh, you know, based on Americans. Uh, like Mohicans? Ma- well, that's, well, I think that was when I said Mohicans because I thought it was more of a tribe mentality with the Jambo and the Harambe. Yeah. Mohican to me sounded, sounded right. So I was like, let's roll with Mohican. I like that. And Fish on Wu, uh, funny as always, I sent it over to him. I was like, you know, instead of being president, you should be chief Mohican. <laughs> last yes. Of, last of the Mohicans. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I like that better, but I already recorded the, <laughs> I already recorded the intro and the president, uh, the Hall of Presidents. So, uh, yeah, um, that's what we're going to roll with. Mohicans from now on. All like of y'all that. are Mohicans. So thanks for being one of the tribe. Especially you, Listener X, you are definitely in on the next edition of The Price is Right. Who's next? Uh, next on guest services, uh, 
we asked if you guys had any questions for us. And Fish on Wu wrote in with a couple. He says, can you tell us how many listeners you have and from what countries? And also, can you describe how you guys met and what you do for a living? Uh, I think we're going to have to revisit the how you guys met for when Kevin's on. So let's table that and make sure we answer it when Kevin gets on the show. Uh, <laughs> That's easy but for also, us, though. I, I can handle that for, for a little bit. <laughs> um, how we met Kevin and how Kevin... Me, Eli, and Kevin all went to the exact same high school. That's, yep, yep. that's how we all met. That's how we all know each other. Kevin and, and, and Eli were in the same class. I was a year ahead of both of them. Eli and I have been friends forever. Kevin and I... And, and, and Kevin and um, Eli really have kind of been uh, more of a... Uh, well, we've known the same group of people, so we've been pretty tight for a decade yeah, we we've ran in the same circles for a little while, and uh, which not anymore. But we used to run in the same circles, <laughs> I should say. Well, and- we've done fantasy football, uh, <laughs> you know, leagues together. You know, we've done cookouts together. You know, yeah. stuff like that. Absolutely. So that's how we 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 all knew each other. We all grew up sort of with one another. And when Kevin and I, and, and if you go read Kevin's bio on Magic Our Way. Uh, we were hanging out at an event, and we discovered that we both had a mutual deep, deep love for Disney and podcasting. So uh, it was just natural to go ahead and, and do this. Um, and, and Eli, I mean, same thing. I mean, Eli and I have been best friends, best men in each other's weddings. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. We, when we needed a replacement for Kevin for the next couple of weeks, Eli's name was the first name that came to my mind. Uh Actually, Eli, you were on the Magic Our Way podcast way early on. We would have you on every once in a while. Yeah, uh, this back is, in the day. Yeah. yeah, this is not anything new to you being on the show. Uh, Lee, Lee, uh, we met through the liners, right? Uh, yeah, so basically I was just a fan. Uh, I would write in, and you know, I like the show, and I like this, and we talk about this, that, and the other. And um, I, I travel a lot in, with my real job, and I was going to be in New Orleans, and the guys just asked me to come on the show. And um, in between that time, I took a on a uh, travel agency job in my spare time and then that developed into being the official travel agent for the podcast so it was just kind of a right place right time personalities clicked etc etc and here we are now absolutely yeah and as for the what was the other question how many listeners we have and where are they from i thought it was like what we do for a living or something oh what do we do for a living on top of that, fish on, we want to know what we do for a living. I work in a law firm. I argue with people all day. <laughs> that's that's what I do for a living. I'm, Figure I'm, that. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm a little bit uh, uh, opinionated when we, when we do this show. But, uh, yes, I do that, and I do freelance art on the side. E? Oh, yeah. I'm a computer technician for my day job, and uh, I draw comic books, and uh, anything that presents a, a chance for me to uh, I guess yeah, release some creativity I'm all about that so uh, I've been with Kevin and Danny for years and collaborating with them so this seemed like a pretty fun opportunity and uh, Lee um, I'm a loss prevention manager for a national shoe company basically I'd cover uh, a territory uh, about half of Texas and every once in a while I'll get over to Louisiana in that area but um that's what I do as my quote-unquote real job. Then I also do my travel agency work in the meantime. And uh, by the time I have left over, I hang out with my kids. So the key is is that each one of us has at least three different positions that we hold but still have <laughs> yeah. enough time to present to you 
a very good and entertaining Disney podcast. There you go. Okay. And the last question here, Mr. Anonymous wanted to know, uh, looking at the caricature, uh, who is who from left to right? Oh, now, I t- responded to Mr. Anonymous, and I told him he should be able to – he's a super fan. He should know this just by looking at what we're holding in our hands. But, ah, nice. Uh, Are you taunting our fans? Released, yeah. Don't by the taunt time Mr. this gets released, um, you know, hopefully he's figured it out. But for everyone else, if you see that little caricature with me and Danny and uh, Kevin, this is how it is. Kevin is the first person on the left. He's holding a turkey leg, which he wanted to be a pork shank. but It started off as a pork shank. But the turkey leg looks better, so it's a turkey leg. Yes. Danny's in the middle with, of course, what? What does he have in his hand? Lapu Lapu. Absolutely. And then I'm on the right-hand side with my with my Mickey bar, which is my favorite uh, snack when in Disney. So uh, Kevin can elaborate. I mean, Danny can elaborate. He drew the picture. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, I can elaborate from the standpoint of that Kevin wanted to be drawn holding a pork shank. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing. If you draw on somebody holding a meat on a stick in Disney World, it started off as a pork shank. And as I went on with it, it's like people are just going to assume this is a turkey leg. <laughs> turkey legs are good. <laughs> right. So I just turned it into a turkey leg. And, you know, uh, I think Kevin still would like to be seen as holding the pork shank. Uh, I just didn't think anybody would recognize it as such. So uh, that's why we did it like that. But, hey, if you saw Lee's picture that he posted on Facebook today with him uh, posing uh, with a guy in a Speedo, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on the Facebook page. You'll see it there. That was That's our uh, Way Back Wednesday p- uh, picture for the day. Uh, I was at Beaches and Cream with my uh-huh. family, and my wife was trying to take a picture of me, and there's uh, some European in the background in his uh, banana hammock uh, <laughs> at Beaches and Cream. So it's a classic picture. It's definitely uh, uh, one of my favorite pictures from Disney. It just wow. I crack up every time I see it. You, get, you definitely so. got photobombed in that one. So, yeah, uh, you can go see what Lee looks like. From that, and, and actually, to be quite honest with you, it was kind of hard to draw Lee because just about every picture has Lee in sunglasses and that hat. So finally, yeah, I've got I just, a hat or sunglasses on in, in just about every somewhere in my life. Right. So finally, I just gave up on trying to draw him normal and and, and drew him with the sunglasses and the hat on. Who's next? All right, guys. Uh, let's do our last uh, little section of guest services here. I want to just give a shout out to uh, Denise McGregor. And uh, Denise had uh, found uh, found me through the podcast and had asked me to do a quote for her for Disney. They're going to go uh, in January or February of next year. And uh, one thing I want to bring up with Denise is you're the only listener that I see on the Facebook page that is from Australia. So we're international, baby. We got uh, we got fans from Australia. All right, guys. Thank you so much for going ahead and writing in to us. We always appreciate our fans writing in, letting us know what they think, and you always have a forum on this show. Thanks for your input. Let's go make some magic. Today on The Hub, guys, uh, Danny had a great idea. Uh, His idea was to take the current uh, Avengers series and take those characters and recast them with Disney characters. Everyone knows that the new Avengers movie is coming out next week, so we thought this would be appropriate, especially since we have Eli in the studio as well. So, uh, for example, we'll take uh, the characters of the Avengers, Black Widow, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, and Hawkeye, and we'll recast those with current uh, Disney characters. So anyone in the Disney universe will now be playing the role of the Avengers. Uh, We'll each do our picks, we'll discuss it, 
and then we'll come up with, uh, you know, see at the end, you guys can decide whether we did a good job or not. So the plan is to do that with the Avengers, Justice League, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so if you're listening now, what you might want to do is push pause and make your own list. Uh, the Avengers characters, Justice League characters, and Guardians characters, and then think about who you would cast as a Disney uh, from the Disney universe into the Marvel universe, and then you can compare your notes to ours as we as we discuss. But, but uh, our so, team beats your team. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's always good, always fun to have a little competition. So, if you're interested in doing that, uh, these are the the characters who we'll discuss. So, with the Avengers again, Black Widow, uh, Hawkeye, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk. Uh, with Justice League, you got Wonder Woman. Aquaman, Superman, Batman, The Flash, and The Green Lantern. And, uh, and your characters for the Guardians uh, would be Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot. So we're going to go through our picks. You can match those up with your picks, and let's see how we all see who's got the best ideas, and then we'll compare notes at the end. All right, so guys, yeah, as Lee just said, we're going to start off with the Avengers, work our way through Guardians of the Galaxy, and down to the Justice League. Okay? Cool. And just to clarify, guys, the Disney characters that we're using are all animated characters. That was our prerequisite. Thank you. That was our prerequisite for being able to decide which characters we were going to use. They could be from anywhere in the Disney universe. Disney, Pixar, as long as it's a Disney-owned entity, you could use these characters. But they all had to be animated. No real-life characters. So, I'm going to start off with uh, Eli. Yeah. Within the confines of the Disney universe, the animated Disney universe, who is your Captain America? Buzz Lightyear. Very good. Very good. That was, that, that was on my list as well. I didn't end up going with him, but tell us why. The main thing is that he embodies that patriotic symbolism that's need. Like, you know, you can't be Captain America... Unless you enforce the need to be optimistic that you're going to overcome any obstacle that comes your way. And he has lasers. <laughs> you can't beat that. <laughs> Wait, Captain America doesn't have lasers, though, huh? Yeah, but Buzz Lightyear does. Okay, all right. And he's got a good chin. <laughs> and he's okay. got a good chin. <laughs> Lee, Captain America, who would you say? Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, not a bad Who's choice. Who's more American than Mickey Mouse? Very synonymous with America. I mean, that, that's my whole justification right there. You, when you say America, Mickey Mouse, that's hand in hand right there. Absolutely. So, I, I would agree I with that. Go. Okay. Okay. My, my choice for Captain America is going to be a little controversial because I took a little bit of a different approach to this. I took more of the soldier approach. And so my Captain America is going to be Lee Shang from the Mulan series. Oh, man. Yeah, he taught an army how to fight, which if you watch the first Captain America, that's what he does. He joins the army. He's a soldier. Lee Shang's a soldier. He, he leads them into battle. Captain America leads them into battle. I recognize one's Captain America. The other one's fighting for China. But uh, I felt like symbolically the soldier nature of it, uh, Lee Shang was the one that I felt most embodied the spirit of Captain America. Very ingenious. <laughs> so next up, let's see. Who, who would y'all like to go with next? Uh, thoughts? Anybody? Who, who's next? Thor. Thor. All right. Uh, who wants to go first on this one? Lee? How about Hercules? 
Hercules, not a bad choice at all. I like Hercules. It's like a natural fit. I mean, they're both like they're practically wearing the same outfit. <laughs> so, and they so. they are they're gods. Yeah, they're both tough guys, you know. So, can I tell you who I picked? I'll go yes. next because I, I think that's fair. Fix it, Felix Junior. <laughs> the hammer. The hammer. Wow. What was wow. Thor's wow. instrument of destruction? What is he known for? His hammer. Malzenor. Malzenor. Thank you very much. What is Fix It Felix Jr. known for? His hammer. Nice. So that was why I went Fix It Felix Jr. as my Thor. I figured Zeus from the from the Hercules uh Serious because I figured, hey, look, well, he's a god. That's true. That's uh, that's relatable, and he looks awesome. So. And he, that that is one that does control lightning. Yeah, he does. You know, and you know, sh- who doesn't want they picked him? Say Zeus. I just <laughs> like saying Zeus. Zeus. Uh, that's a good name to say. Yeah. Next up, let's see, uh, Lee. You pick the next character. All right, let's uh, let's roll with uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. And, uh, I'll be surprised if we don't all say the same thing. Robin Hood. Robin Hood's a very good choice. Very good choice. Bow and arrow? I mean, come on. It's, it's, it is. It's got to be Robin Hood. It, it, it's but a, it doesn't sound like either one of y'all picked Robin Hood. Uh, Robin Hood's on my list. Yeah, mine but, too. But not, but not for Hawkeye. All right, who'd you get, Danny? Well, I felt Robin Hood a little bit too obvious. Just to, to switch it up and to show that we're not sexist here at the Magic Our Way podcast. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Merida. Yeah, I, I I prefer two females in my Avengers, and I don't want to be accused of being sexist. And I just felt Robin Hood was so obvious, so I decided to go with Merida. Eli, both choices were very good. Actually, I had uh, both choices on my list. Uh, but here's the thing: that's the perk of being uh, the architect of the Marvel moment is that you can you know dip and dap where you need to, and uh, yeah. But I chose Mulan. Uh, really? Yeah. Because, you know, uh, she knows to use a, a bow and arrow. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, actually, and this could lead to a topic for a future podcast. So, you know, we won't delve too much into that. But there's been a lot of speculation about uh, the need for diversity in uh, creativity for uh Disney characters, and since Disney owns Marvel, and I'm the Marvel guy, I went with Mulan. Not bad. All right, so I'll call the next one because I think it's my turn to go first at this point. I would say, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right, I'm gonna go with the Hulk on this one. Oh, all right. Oh, I you you got to save that one for last. The best for last. But go ahead. I'm calling up the top four right now. Rufarigdo. <laughs> <laughs> my Hulk is Wreck It Ralph. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's I, I, who I picked. I picked Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, really? Get out of here. I had uh, Fixed Felix Jr. I had to go with Wreck-It Ralph. So, Lee, you, you agree, I, I suppose. Hulk smash. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk smash. Awesome. I'm going to wreck it. I, you know, it, it, it just it, it worked too well for me. You know, he's got a hard goal when it calms down, but when he smashes, he smashes. So, I'm going to go Wreck-It Ralph as my Hulk, kind of an anti-hero. <laughs> Same as a Hulk. Uh, Lee agrees. Eli, who would you choose as your uh, Hulk? That's a very good choice, uh, actually. Um, dang, I, I wish I had thought of that. But if I did, <laughs> I'd have been like, you know, I'd have been X'd out. Uh, I chose Beast. 
from Beauty to Beast. He was on my list. Yeah, I, yeah. I chose him. Uh, he was incredibly strong, uh, very ferocious, but yet had a heart of gold. And if anybody who... And transformed. Who, yeah, he transformed, absolutely. And uh, so uh, I took Beast for that because, you know, Beast, he can wreck some stuff up. So that's who I went with. Nice. Good job. I like it. I do. All right. Uh, whose turn is it? Eli. Oh, all right. Next member of the Avengers. Who you want to choose? Ooh, uh, I chose Iron Man. All right, Iron Man. Who is your Iron Man? Baymax. 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 Popular choice. He, he was definitely on my list to consider, but uh, tell us why. Well, uh, the first thing is, is that uh, the Tony Stark character, again, is a Marvel, you know, it's a Marvel thing. He's a very awkward character, and uh, Baymax doesn't drink, so that's good for everybody. <laughs> I had a a totally cool third choice, but I won't say it because I want to let you guys say it. But if uh, if you guys don't say it, do I have uh, the ability to say what I think would be a good third choice? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Buzz Lightyear. Uh, Buzz Lightyear. Nice job. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They both got the the suit and everything, so you know, I thought I thought that was a good solid. And plus, you know, uh, Buzz is, you know, he is a hero. Iron Man is a hero. So I Buzz. think those two fit together. All right. I'm going to say something. My answer is going to be something that where y'all either both are going to look at me with a blank expression on your face <laughs> like, who the heck is that? I hope you don't say what I'm thinking you're going to say. I might. <laughs> you are either going to both look at me with a blank expression or y'all are both going to be like, oh, damn. I wish I would have thought of that. I, I went way back for this guy. <laughs> Gizmo Duck. Oh! Gizmo Duck. Wow. You, you remember Gizmo Duck? Yes. Lee, do you know who Gizmo Duck is? I'm sh- I'd have to see a picture. It does not ring a bell whatsoever. Go, real quick, Google. Darkwing Duck? Huh? Is he from Darkwing Duck? He was originally on DuckTales. He was on Darkwing Duck as well, though, but he debuted on DuckTales. His alter ego was Fitton Crackshell, and he worked as a bean counter for Scrooge McDuck, literally a bean counter. And he had a, uh, I think it was, the suit was invented, I, I believe his name was Giro, Giro, Gyro, I can't remember what it was, the smart duck over there in DuckTales. He was the one who invented the suit, and the suit would pop out of a, of a briefcase, and so it would be a suit of iron that Fitton would then wear, and he'd become the superhero Gizmo Duck, and he'd drive around the one wheel fight crime and help people around uh, Duckburg. And I could think of nobody else in a Cinder armor that more embodied the spirit of Iron Man than Gizmo Duck. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm looking at a picture here, and it, I mean, it makes total sense. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it, it looks like Iron Man. That was good. I like that. I didn't see that coming. So what was your fourth, Eli? What would, if you had to go for another way, what would your fourth have been? Okay, so uh, I was thinking about actually uh, Scroogeman Duck. Because he's a millionaire? Yeah, he's a millionaire. Ah. And I figured he has so much money, he can, like, buy Wally and then, like, you know, <laughs> get a suit of armor from there. <laughs> Wally actually wrote down, but I didn't. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to use Wally. Yeah, I actually wrote him down, too. But I was like, nah, he can't beat Scrooge McDuck. I mean, that's, <laughs> that was my boy back in the day. So next up, then, I guess we're on the last one. So we're going to have to go ahead and take our Black Widow. Black Widow. Black. All right. Uh, who went first last time? 
I, I went last I, last time, didn't I? Yeah, I went last. It's Lee's turn. Lee's turn All to right. go first. Go ahead, Lee. Do you know who Sergeant Calhoun is? Yeah, she's my choice for Black Widow. Exactly. Good job, <laughs> Lee. Wait, wait, wait. You got to explain. Start Wreck-It uh, Ralph. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Flattery, I've got three Wreck-It Ralph movies. characters in this. I, I, dang, I didn't see that. Flattery, don't charge these batteries, civilian. Absolutely. She was she was completely hardcore. Guns aplenty. Totally independent. Could handle her own. Could hold off an entire invasion of... Um, Cybugs. There you go. She was just awesome. I, I couldn't think of anybody else that would better embody the spirit. So Lee and I are exactly on the same page in this one. We're going with Sergeant Calhoun as Black Widow. Wow. So who'd, yeah. you get, who'd you get, Eli? I didn't see that one coming. I gotta, I gotta admit, I didn't see that one coming. Um, yeah, actually, y'all beat what I, what I had. Uh, I was gonna say the the girl from Brave because I figured she's good with a bow and arrow, so obviously she's good with stealth. But you know, you train her how to use a machine gun, and she was all good to go. All right, so let, let's recap then our Avengers lineup. Okay, so my Avengers lineup as Captain America, Lee Shang. Iron Man, Gizmo Duck, Thor, Fixit Felix Jr., Hulk, Wreck It Ralph, Hawkeye, Merida, and Black Widow, Sergeant Calhoun. Uh, Lee, what is your Avengers lineup? Captain America was Mickey Mouse, and Thor was Hercules, Hawkeye was Robin Hood, uh, Hulk was Wreck It Ralph, Iron Man was Buzz Lightyear, and Black Widow was Sergeant Calhoun. Well, we, we, we match up quite a bit there. And Eli, go oh, ahead. Oh, man, that's a lot. Um, Thor was Zeus. Iron Man was Baymax. Hawkeye was uh, Mulan. And uh, Captain America was Buzz Lightyear. And uh, Hawkeye, Mulan. Okay. So, guys, hey, uh, at the end of this, we would love to hear your feedback on this. Who did we get right? Who did we get wrong? And who had the best Avengers? Okay. And so moving on, we're going to go to Guardians of the Galaxy next. Another big uh, Marvel property. Let's start with Lee. Lee, who you got? Let's go with Drax. Drax the Destroyer. All right. I picked Sully. Sully. Not a bad choice at all. Monsters. Not as, not as mean as Drax, but still pretty strong guy. You know, could probably break a couple of necks. He had to, so Sully from Monsters Inc. is my choice. Nice job. E, who who you got for uh, Drax? Gaston. Gaston. No one swings an axe like Gaston. <laughs> you know, no one whoops it up like Gaston. I think uh he totally would have the bravado that uh Drax did. And he probably would accept the fact that he had to be literal mm-hmm. with whatever he did, like Drax did in the movie. This one was the toughest one for me. I had a lot of trouble with this one. I considered uh, Kronk from The Emperor's New Groove. He's the, too nice, though. Yeah, kind of dim-witted, kind of like Drax, but way too nice at the very end. Uh, I considered Buzz Lightyear, just because, again, another person who's delusional and thinks he can take out an entire army by himself. But well, he has lasers. Right, right, right. So that's why, in the end, I settled with Stitch. another alien another alien who powerful as powerful can be has trouble with emotions has trouble understanding things uh but a a 
definitely a force of power with a sweet side. So that's why I ended up going with Stitch as my Drax. He's cooler than Batista. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I settled there. All right. From there, let's go to... Uh, oh, God. Let's have fun. Gamora. Oh. I'll go first on this one. Uh, I chose Mulan. Gamora, handy with a sword. Mulan, very much the same thing. One's an assassin for hire. The other one's a pretty good warrior with a sword. So, I mean, I could see the correlation. That's why I went with Mulan as my Gamora. I, I felt like she was the, the appropriate choice there. Uh, Eli, your uh, Gamora. Yeah, I was figuring um, you know, Maleficent, actually, uh, the cartoon. Okay, I'm, the, I'm using the villain because I was like inspired by the last podcast, but I went with that. Like, If you got to pick a girl that could be green... That's still tough. Mm-hmm. I figured that was, you know, the obvious choice. That was not, me. Not bad. Lee, Gamora. Believe it or not, Maleficent. Maleficent. Two Maleficent. I can believe that. Wow. Here, let me tell you why. When did, when, I can believe I did, that. Hey, Lee, is it the green? The same page. Is this I, the I, green I, thing? I did it just to piss Danny off. Because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he t- <laughs> well, if this is green, Maleficent, we've got no problem. <laughs> well, it's yeah. easy to pick a girl that's green. This is the person you think is a bad guy. But in the truth, because if you watch the movie, she's really the good guy. You oh. See? <laughs> because if you watch the Maleficent movie, she's not the bad guy. She's really the hero. You're going with white Maleficent. So you don't, you don't even have the green skin thing. So y'all, ha- y'all technically, you going with green Maleficent. He's going with white Maleficent. Whoa, well, I said she was green. That's what I said. And that's what I'm saying. That you're going with green Maleficent because she was green. You're going with white Maleficent to make me mad. And I'm going with Mulan because that's a better choice. <laughs> Moving on. She can make a dragon, though. But All when right. does Gamora make a dragon? Come on. Hey, this is our Guardians of the Galaxy. He you're right. You're right. You're All right. right. Okay. All right, next up, uh, Groot. Groot. I am Groot. That's All right, tough. I'll Eli, you go first. Groot. Oh man, um, I chose the candlestick for Beauty oh. and the Beast. <laughs> wow, I like it. I like it. Uh, mainly because Groot has a personality. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Forget the fact that he only can speak three words, but the candlestick. Is an inanimate object, and uh, yeah, it can speak more than three words. But you know, it essentially has heart, and uh, that's what I wanted. I didn't, I wasn't too worried about the fact of growing a bunch of branches all over a spaceship where it was crashing, anything like that. I was looking for heart when I made this choice. So, yeah, that's my choice. All right, uh, I went with Slim, the walking stick from Bugs Life. Oh, nice. <laughs> You know what? I was strongly tempted by him. That was that's a very very good choice. I don't know that you need to explain it more than that, but do you want to? Uh, that's all you need to know. Maybe. Yeah, that's all you really yeah. need to know. Very excellent choice. I was strongly tempted by him. I went a different way. I went with Baymax. From what? Yes, I went with Bayna- Baymax from Big Hero Six. Why? Because they're both the same type of character. This very simplistic hero who doesn't know his own strength. He's not there like you know, everyone else in the, in the movie wants to kind of do harm and destroy. And he's just this very simplistic, peaceful character 
who just so happens to be the, the, the most powerful person in the room. <laughs> so that's why I went with Groot was because he was, personality-wise, I felt the most similar. Okay. I can see that. Let me add this. I would have said this one, but it's not a character. Mm-hmm. And it's also cheating because it's not animated. I'll, but I had, to, I had to mention a divine. <laughs> from divine. Very nice. Very nice. All right, so let's go next with uh, Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, this was my probably my weakest one. Uh, Chip or Dale, doesn't matter. Chip or Dale, doesn't matter. Yeah, and you know, they're, they're chipmunks. He's a raccoon. It's about as close as I could get. <laughs> I, got, I got stumped with this one. I don't know what to tell you. I couldn't think of a good one for them. I've got one for you on that one, and, and I'll tell you in a Well, you know what? Hey, wait, I guess it is my turn to go second. It, I went last. Okay, I I got one for you right there from the exact same movie you just quoted, Francis the Ladybug. Oh wow! From A Bug's Life. Wow. Because if you remember, Rocket was very uh, insecure. Like everyone looked at him like you're just a small little insignificant thing that's nothing. And he was feisty and wanted to fight everybody because of that. Same thing with Francis. Oh, because I'm a ladybug, I automatically have to be a girl. What's wrong with you? You got a problem? Let's go outside. Same feisty characteristics, so I kind of saw a little bit of Francis the Ladybug in Rocket yeah, like Raccoon. That. that would have been a good choice. Wow! Wow! wow. Um, Went obscure on you. Yeah, you did. You caught me. You caught me like with a left hook on that one. Uh, I picked Scar from okay. uh, Lion King uh, only because it was a, a, a fuzzy character that you know had a sense of ferociousness. Because yeah, uh, I give you. Uh, your pick, Rocket was, you know, at some point just like when he was drunk in that one scene, he was like, oh, okay, he threw out all of his insecurities. But, I mean, Rocket was ferocious. Anytime you saw that movie, he was like, ah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that made me pick Scar. And I actually had another choice because I figured one of you guys would have picked Scar. Uh, for that, so I don't know if I can say the alternate choice or if that. Go ahead, go ahead. Grumpy, that was actually my uh, my second choice. <laughs> I, you know, I think that's a better first choice. I uh, I mean, but I think that should have been your first choice. This is a good first choice. I oh, it would have been a more fun first choice, but you know, Rocket is an animal, and I figured Scar was somebody that you know had a little more gruff to them. Well, somebody I could totally see Grumpy with a big ass gun, but uh, that's who I went with first. So. Nice, oh, that's good. Right. I like it. So, uh, last Star Lord, let's do Star Lord. Eli, you went last last time. Let's let you go first this time. Who did you get for Star Lord? Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, what a I mean, what a fun character that guy is. I mean. I've loved Aladdin since I've seen uh, you know animation, and I've been in Disney World, and uh, whew, he got Jasmine. I mean, that's <laughs> that's pinpoints right there. Okay, so uh, yeah, I went with Aladdin uh, for Starlord because Starlord is a lovable guy if you look at the movie, and uh, he's 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 uh, fun loving, and totally Aladdin was that. So yeah, that was my choice. Nice. I like it. That, yeah. I will tell you, like that was actually. My second choice. Who's your first? Jim Hawkins from Treasure Planet. Nice. Oh, good one. Okay. Yeah. With Aladdin, I was going more with the orphan angle. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Aladdin being an orphan and then him, you know, getting captured from taking off Earth, kind of an orphan. But uh, but then, you know, you think about Treasure Planet and this guy is basically is seeking treasure and is a, a treasure hunter himself. So that's that made sense to me uh, with the Treasure Planet reference. That wow. Worked. Nice. My star lord, Flynn Rider. I uh, yeah. from Rapunzel, the the thief, kind of like uh, you know Star Lord was a thief. Uh, he, he had a great sense of humor, used his charm to get out of more than a, a couple of uh, tough situations. I thought he he just he just stood out. Flynn Rider seemed to be the one that that used his charm to get out of more predicaments and uh, found himself to be a hero in the very end, kind of like Star Lord did. Uh, all right, well, let's wrap it up. Guardians of the Galaxy, my lineup. For Groot, Baymax. For Gamora, Mulan. For Rocket, Francis the Ladybug. For Star-Lord, Flynn Rider. And for Drax, Stitch. Eli. Yeah, for Star-Lord, Aladdin. For Gamora, Maleficent. For Drax, Gaston. For Rocket, Scar. For Groot, the Cattlestick. All right, and Lee. All right, so for me, uh, Star-Lord, I had Jim Hawkins from Treasure Planet. Gamora was Maleficent. Drax was Sully from Monsters, Inc. Rocket, Chip, or Dale, your choice. Uh, <laughs> Groot was Slim from uh, Bugs Life, and that's it. All right. So let us know who had the better Guardians of the Galaxy lineup. Did we miss somebody that you were just screaming at your iPod or listening device and saying, my God, my God, why didn't y'all choose... So-and-so. We would love to hear from y'all on that one. Lastly, the Justice League of America, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman. Look, guys, we know it's a DC property. Oh, it was so tough. Yeah, it's not a Marvel property. We know we could have gone with X-Men, but technically they're being released not under the Disney banner as well. And we felt, quite frankly, these guys were a little bit more... um, Household names, if you will. So, let's start off with Lee. Who's going to play The Flash? The Flash is Dash. The Flash is Dash. Makes sense. Makes sense. I agree with that. That's your choice, too? Yeah. (laughs) That's your choice, too? Yeah. Uh, Can I tell you? That would have been my original choice as well, but I dug a little deeper. A little deeper. A little deeper. Do I do? First of all, do I have to let y'all explain Flash's dash? Do, no. do y'all want to explain this? He's fast. I don't think that's he, it. He, okay. The fast, the fast little kid from Incredibles. That's all you need to know. Okay. And he's blonde. And he's so blonde. is Wally West. All that is very, very true, and it is the obvious choice. But that's where I go a step beyond, because yes, your dash is probably faster than my Flash, but my Flash. Has more style. Who's your Flash? Lightning McQueen. I had him as a second choice. That's my Flash. He's got more style. He's red with a lightning bolt. (laughs) Ka-ching. He's more of a leading man than Dash. I'm sorry. Dash may be faster, but my Flash is tougher. Yeah, I'll defer to Lightning McQueen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was he was actually my my second choice because I figured you guys would have threw out Dash first, but you know you know who I wrote down as a, as a distant third in case like y'all all took every 
Bolt, <laughs> the dog, <laughs> the John Travolta talk. I just like in Bolt. case. <laughs> I did. I like Bolt. Yeah, that was a good movie. Dang. But I wouldn't have picked him. I was still going to go with Lightning McQueen. I like that movie, though. I did. You know, <laughs> you know, if you were a head of Montana fan back in the day before she cut up right now, mm-hmm. that was a good movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, so, since y'all went, since y'all went first and second, I'm going to take this one first. And I'm going to nail this before y'all get a chance to, because I'm sure we all have the same one for this one. For Aquaman, I'll take King Triton. And I'll let y'all go ahead if y'all disagree and, and, and tell us why. But for Aquaman, King Triton seemed like the obvious pick. Eli. Yeah. Uh-huh, Lee. Yeah, but wait. Oh, but, but wait. You didn't pick him. No, he was my first pick, but you've already established that he was the main pick, so I had an alternate pick. I, I did too, but it didn't measure up, but go ahead. All right. Yeah, I chose Bruce. Nice. Because uh, if you're going to be the king of the seas, you got to be fierce. And wasn't no animal in the seas more fierce than Bruce, because Bruce scared me. When I saw him on the screen. So I chose Bruce. Very well done. I like that. I love that pick, actually. That, that's very much thinking outside the box and staying within the spirit. Great job. Lee, who you got? Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Not bad. I like that one, too. Pete, my curiosity. It's, you you, you want it? Classic. Wanna... It's classic. And I think Aqu- when I think of Aquaman, I don't think of the Aquaman like right now. I think of like the old cartoons you used to see on Saturday morning. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And that's why I was thinking, like, old, classic Donald Duck. And, you know, he's a duck. It's water. So, there you go. So, so what's next? Uh, what? Oh, man, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? Something over here was breaking. It's really bad. Sorry about that. What go was ahead. that? Oh, it's just on my end. Something was breaking. Breaking bad. Go ahead. It's, I, I, it's, it's taken care of. Go ahead. Okay. Next up, um, let's go with Wonder Woman. Who wants to take Wonder Woman first? Man, I, I want to save mine to last, to be honest with you. You want to save yours to last? <laughs> you want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, because I think I got a good one. Okay, you got to go. All right. Eli, you want to go first? I'll go first. Go first. Fairy Godmother. The Fairy Godmother? <laughs> yeah, dang right. The old Man, woman. Yeah. You ready the, for it, this? You, okay. want, you want a piece of this? Please. Okay. It crossed, first, it crossed my mind for like two seconds, honestly. I, I actually did think about Fairy Godmother for about two seconds. But go ahead, Eli. All right, here. Here I go. This is how you do it. Fair Godmother, first of all, Wonder Woman has an army of women behind her back. So does the Fairy Godmother. She has like, you know, two or three Fairy Godmothers that you've seen. But that's only what you see. You don't know who's in the background. Well, how they do you know be, they're women? Because this Fairy Godmother is <laughs> like part of the theme. So like the mafia. They have more Fairy Godmothers. than you know. Okay. Okay, but here's the thing. There's the underboss. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> okay. The fairy godmother, I, I give you this. She's not um, as physically fit as Wonder Woman, but she can have uh, magic as her, as her disposal. So you don't know what she could turn what into what, and she definitely can tell you the truth because Wonder Woman, as we all know, has a lasso made of magic. Uh-huh. Fairy Godmother is all about magic. Mm-hmm. That's what I went with because, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you can't beat the Fairy Godmother. And she's very likable. 
If you saw a fairy godmother Wonder Woman show up, even if she was in the Wonder Woman outfit, you'd be like, hey, that outfit don't suit you. But at the same time, you working it, girl. You working it. So well, you I'm ha- a fairy godmother. You haven't sold me, but you've, you very much sold yourself. So good job. That's all it's about. <laughs> if you believe in yourself, anything is possible. Uh, my Wonder Woman, Pocahontas. Oh yeah, I like it. I like it. I like, I like that. It. Thank you. Uh, Wonder Woman was uh, made of clay from the earth. Wonder Woman came from the earth and was brought to life uh, by the god. She's very of the earth. She is a warrior. She's an Amazonian, and 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 from that um, from that lineage, uh, you could easily draw a correlation back to the Native Americans. She's grace. Uh, she's uh, poise. smart, poise. All, everything wrapped into what I would I would want my Wonder Woman to be. But does she have a magic lasso? Does the fairy godmother? She can make one. She can make one. <laughs> Bippity boppity boo. There you go. You, you, can I tell you something? <laughs> you don't need a fairy godmother when you have a fairy god tree. <laughs> All right, well, I give you that. But I mean, hey, look, a star and a stick, you could make things happen with that. And it's very mobile. We live in a very technological society. It's all about mobility at this point. My Wonder Woman would fill the costume better than your Wonder Woman. I agree with that. And <laughs> I, I do like your choice. I, I went for uh, aesthetics and, and, and magic. I didn't go for uh, who would fit the suit. Your well, your choice would definitely fit the suit. Well, it was beyond fitting the suit, though. I mean, it had to be. An, she came from the earth. She uh, was one with nature kind of thing. And that's that's what I picture Wonder Woman as being. She's part of an ancient race of Amazons. You know, while yeah. we're living in office buildings, they're living, you know, on... In their own land. And exactly. In, yeah. And, and, hey, look, my choice had a sisterhood, too. That's what Wonder Woman is about, when you really get down to the character. is about... Having that ability to have sisterhood and then being the best of your sisterhood. And hey, Fair Godmother had showed up, there'd have been some problems. So she helps people. <laughs> All right, Lee, let's hear you. I'll, I'll admit, my, my choice was a little more shallow. It was really just about the fitness, and I picked Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> oh. Now that's somebody who could fill a suit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I have, I ain't worried about no magic lassos or no army women. I just want to know if she could look good in the suit. So that's, that's <laughs> she could that's dance. Jessica All right. she could dance. You don't need no lasso. You could dance. That good looking good in the suit. So well, that's my one woman. Right you there. definitely won the hotness debate, uh, Lee. And yeah, yeah. I went I, for magic. He got magic. Yeah, I got. I, like that. I definitely got trumped on that aspect. Yeah. Of it. We both did. Yeah, I picked like you know some old fat lady with a you know star to stick. <laughs> he got Jessica Rabbit. How do you top that? Well, I think the next choice is fairly obvious. Let's go Green Lantern. Green Lantern Lee, you went last. You want to go first? Sure. I, I struggled a little bit with this one, but then I I think I had a pretty good choice when it was all said and done. Mm-hmm. Frozone. Frozone. Okay. Oh, you went with the John Incredible. Stewart Green Lantern. <laughs> Huh? Yes, he did. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, ain't nothing uh, wrong with that. I like that, brother. Little color? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, you know, I mean, hey, when you see Green Lantern making stuff just out of thin air, boom, that's Frozone. He just makes his little waves he rides on and, and does his thing. So that's where I kind of went with that. Nice. Very I well. I was trying to think of somebody green, but I didn't. I'll give you my 
my original thought in a minute, but I'll let y'all go first. Okay. Uh, you want to go? I'll go. Oh, go ahead and go. I chose the genie from Aladdin. I'm keeping my Aladdin theme. I figured this was a guy mm-hmm. that could make anything pop up. And uh, as any comic book fan would know, uh, Green Lantern is about somebody that can make anything happen based on his will. So I'm like, who better to make anything happen based on his will than a genie? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. and, you know, hey, look, and he's, he's comedic too. So you could, I, I, I'll give you this though, Lee. John Stewart is a serious Green Latin. Mm-hmm. He's very serious. So, like Kyle Rayner, more artistic, uh, more humorous Green Latin. So, I guess I have to choose uh, Kyle Rayner as a Green Latin to be the GD. But the fact that he can make anything pop up, that's what I went with. So, I chose the GD. You know, I'm, I'm so glad I let you go first on that one. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, yeah, you, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know who I chose? What you got? Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin as a Green Lantern. Why? He's Star-Lord. He's not my Star-Lord. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because you're right. The genie, is, he can make anything happen. But the genie is the ring. You see, that's what, the, that's what Green Lantern ah. is. He has the most... Green Lantern has the most powerful weapon in the universe at his disposal. That is Aladdin, who has the most powerful weapon in the genie at his disposal. And Aladdin, therefore, his wish is the genie's command. The genie does what Aladdin wishes. The Aladdin is the Green Lantern. The genie is what makes... Because I had genie at first, too, and I thought it through. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. The ring is a product of will. The ring does what your will is. You're Whose right. will is being done? Aladdin. Aladdin's your, your Green Lantern. I would have picked Aladdin, but he was my Star Lord. So what can I say? Oh, no, I, I thought you on that one. Admit it. <laughs> that was no. That was no. Seriously, that was good. I, I figured, you know, I I made my pick based on a guy that can make anything. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Green Lantern is based on will. That's his power. Is his will, not the ring but the will to make anything happen through the ring. So right. I picked the ring, and yeah, all right. And Aladdin makes things happen through his lamp. Yeah. And the genie. Okay. Mm. So that leads us to... <sighs> yeah. All right. I couldn't, think any, I couldn't think of anyone else that was green, so I said Michael Kosky. <laughs> Kermit. Kermit the Frog. You could have gone Kermit. Oh, yeah. That would have been good, too. We're going to go next. We're going to save the best for last, and so we'll go Superman next. No. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> you and I have always had a debate about who's better, Batman or Superman, but you it's, know, not, it's not a you're debate. hosting, so I'll, I'll be a, a gentleman about it, it. It's not even a debate. It's barely a fight. Come uh, on. We're going to wait till that movie comes out, and then we'll see who's right. No, I, we already know who's right, because who got top building? Batman versus Superman. There you go. Thank That's you. only because Ben it, Affleck has like a bigger name than Harry Cavill, but if we took... Those names out of it. Ben Affleck's never even played Batman before. This is his first go. This is at least Henry Cavill. He's been like, a big, he was Daredevil. He actually is a traitor, if you think about it. He was also Goodwill Hunting's best friend. What does that mean? Forget it. Let's okay, what did ha- Harry Cavill do? If this was like Christopher Reeve versus Ben Affleck, you'd be like, oh, Superman. I'll tell, you what, he, I'll tell you what he didn't do. He wasn't in Geely. There you go. But you Thank got, you very you much. You got Jennifer Lopez, so, you know, look. Maybe I'm a Batman fan, too. I don't even know it. You can totally edit that out. We're we're at Superman. So I'll go first for Superman, I guess, because I I didn't go first. 
Superman, I chose Mr. Incredible. Nice choice. Oh, you know, choice. I was going to go with Prince Philip just to tick off Eli. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just to give some, you know, dashing prince, you know, goody two-shoes. <laughs> but I figured, no, let me be true to the exercise. And I, I chose uh, Mr. Incredible to portray the role of Superman. And Lee just, did you, did you break that thing? Bad? No, I- no, yeah, it's pretty bad, but it's not it's not breaking. Okay, Lee dropped his camera. It's it's okay. All right, uh, so that's my choice for Superman, Eli. Who's your choice? Well, I got it. I got to admit, Daddy, that's a very good choice, uh, Mister Incredible, because that was somebody ahead on my list. But I went for power, and no one exemplifies power more than Hercules. And uh, yeah. That, that, that was my choice. And not to mention, Superman has to have a nice chin. And Hercules has a way better chin than Mr. Incredible. Oh, I don't know about that. Mr. Incredible's got a pretty good chin. Nah, I don't know about that because, you know, Hercules has the curl on the chin. You don't see that on Mr. Incredible. You got to have some very dashing good looks to have the curl on the chin. Not to mention, he smiled a lot. And that is a perk. To be Superman, you must smile. You must be happy to know that you're the most powerful being on Earth. Not to mention, on top of that, that Hercules in the Greek mythology is something that added to the Superman mythology. All this dude needs is heat vision, but I went with Hercules. I'm looking at a picture of Mr. Incredible right now, and that's a chin. I don't know what you're seeing. That was my first choice. It may may not have the John Travolta (laughs) dimple in the chin, but that's a chin. That was my look, dude. That was one of my choices. But you know, you went with him, so I was like, "Well, look, I'm not going to sit there and be like, hey, I got nothing.' That's Superman. All you, right, you and I both know. I got to, you know, I had to come with it with Superman. So, yeah. all right. And Hercules does have a better chair than Mister Incredible. I don't, I don't think so, but Lee, <laughs> he's got a better hairline. I'll give you that, <laughs> Lee. <laughs> all right. Well, those are both good choices, but. You know, neither one of those people can fly, but who can fly? Peter Pan. Peter Pan, exactly. <laughs> he can fly. Wow, that was. I, I was going. Wow, say, that's a good Green Lantern choice because he is green too, Lee. Yeah, I you should have gone that, that one. So yeah, that was me. I said, man, he's got to be able to fly. So I picked Peter Pan. Peter Pan can fly. Nice. So, okay. Okay. Well, Word. I'm with that. I'll, I'll go that way. I mean, and the other reason to pick Mr. Incredible, though, just, <laughs> he brought, you know, like he's brought down by his family, just like Superman was like, the people, no, the people, oh, he's all about the people. Yeah, but Mr. Hercules, Incredible was all about the family. And, but Hercules is like Hercules, you know, and, and again, with the mythos of Superman, he comes from a place and he's like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm just here on this planet. And I'm just going to do what I can to make things good. And that's pretty much what Hercules is. I mean, it's, it's basically built on that, you know, on that myth. But, yeah, I guess it's all about the chairs. And, yeah, I, I wish both of those choices could fly because I didn't even think about Peter Pan flying. Like, I was just thinking about a guy that could bench press a building. Yeah. <laughs> so, saving the best for last, the, oh, in, my, in my opinion, and quite frankly, the world's, the best hero ever created, Batman. Oh, this is going to be interesting. This will be interesting. Yeah. 
Who went? Who went first last time? I'll go first, and so you two can fight. Okay. <laughs> we uh, can do I got Darkwing Duck. Darkwing nice Duck. Nice choice. Good choice. Good. Very choice. good choice. I mean that he looks like Batman. Yeah, he's got gadgets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so. a good choice. It's a good choice. I think I got somebody from that same vein that may top that a little bit. But you, you want a piece, or you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I took Superman first. You take Batman first. You want me to go for Batman first? You go Batman first. All right, I'm about to blow your mind. Blow my mind. You ready for this? Yes. Hold on to your cap or your head. I got it. Jafar. 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 That's awful. That's not awful. <laughs> That's awful. That's not awful. Here, here we go. Okay. All right. Now, here's, here's how I went with this. Jafar is a tactician, just like Batman is. I didn't go for the gadgets. Not to mention... There was um, there was a, a segment of Justice League where like Batman figured out all the weaknesses of all the Justice League members in, in case they turned on the world, right? Mm-hmm. Jafar is a tactician. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, in Disney, it's either you're good or you're bad. Batman is an anti-hero, right? Mm-hmm. So he's in the middle. So I ha- I went with somebody that. Went for the tactician role. So I think Jafar could totally pull that off. Jafar is Batman. I, I know you hate that. I'm changing my Superman pick. What? He's Thumper. Superman is Thumper. <laughs> I'm, writing, I'm writing that in right now. <laughs> you know, I like the, it's, it's the thing of being a tactician. That's what I went for. All right. No gadgets. Okay. Tactician. Is Jafar not a good tactician? <laughs> I, he's an evil genius I'll grant you that how about that Let, let's stop there alright I, I understand the sensitivity of this conversation Jesus alright my Batman now originally I wanted to go with the Beast dark brooding character it, that was heavily where I was leaning but here's the thing Batman don't dance and no Bat- he does not and ba- Batman's not gonna well, Bruce Wayne dances. Yeah, but Bruce Wayne is his alter ego. Batman is who he is. All right. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> Here's where I came down on this one. And, and this thought popped in my head. And as much as I wanted to dismiss it, I couldn't dismiss it because this Disney character was the most like Batman of anybody there was. And there was just no questioning it. And even though I wasn't as familiar with this character, and even though y'all are probably not as familiar with this character as Build a lot. Build it up. This is the quintessential Batman character within the Disney universe, and that is Goliath the Gargoyle from the Gargoyle series. What? If you used to watch Gargoyle. I love Gargoyle. Did you watch Gargoyle? Yeah. Voiced by Keith David. I love Keith David. One of the deepest, best, gruff Batman voices. I mean, not Bat. I'm sorry. He was in Day Live. Yes. Yes. Best voices on the planet. All Goliath did was he came out at night. He at night he came alive and he from the top of his castle looked down upon the city and would jump in the action. He even had the horns on his head. Wow. He had the bat cape. In the form of yeah, wings. Yeah, the big wings. Yes. He had the wings. He, he was a gargoyle as opposed to Batman who stands out gargoyle. Yes, and he would swoop down and he would help fight crime, save the damsel in distress. Uh, 
it, it was just it wasn't even a question. It was it was it was Goliath. Goliath to me was the closest form to Batman with as a Disney character, animated Disney character within the Disney universe. You stuck that one in there. I, I, I love that cartoon though. I I did. Absolutely did. Wait, what do you mean I stumped it in there? No, you snuck. Oh, snuck it in yeah. there. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. But now that you've heard the name, how fitting is that? He's not a dictation like Jabbar. You know, Jabbar. <laughs> Sorry. But no, I know. You know, I, you keep calling him a tactician. He did get outsmarted by Aladdin. That's only because the writers made that happen. I like I like Goliath. I I, I was a good fan of uh, of that show, and uh, yeah, I mean, he was all about the night, not about the day. That is definitely Batman esque. But he had to like he had to like call other people like do his job. Batman just did the job. Jafar did his job. I'm just saying, you know, who's the one who stole the lamp, Iago? You know, a tomatoes, tomatoes. I'm just saying. You know, Jafar could go out during the day. Goliath couldn't. That's all I'm saying. And the other gargoyles were goofs. He was the leader. He, he, he was the sullen one. He was the one. He, he was the brooding dark one of the bunch. He was. No, he was um, very, uh, very tough. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I remember watching that card. So he could physically do the job. But when that guy, when Goliath went out and did the thing, you know, he had to handle a bad guy. No, he, he was good. I, I got to admit, I was just caught off guard. But at choice, you know, I just went for the tactician route. You went for the physical route and the night route. So, man, we should, like, combine those two together and be like Jafar Lyoth, <laughs> something like that. I just can't believe you chose a frail old man to be Batman. I like the tactician thing. I just, I did. I, I did. All right. Well, hey, let's recount our Justice League, okay? Let's, let's recount what we got. Um, Eli, you want to go first? You gonna get mad at me if I do? I, I'm gonna get mad at you every time you say Jafar for back. <laughs> it's all good. Close your ears. Right. <laughs> uh, Hercules for Superman. Jafar for Batman. The Fairy Godmother for Wonder Woman. Uh, the GD for Green Lantern. And uh, wow, I mean for Flash, I I think we all are the same agreement on that, right? Because I, I chose Dash first, and then I chose Dude from Cars. So uh, but you said that. Dash was Dash. your first choice. Yeah, well, yeah, I like Dash. Okay. Uh, Dash was my first choice. I, I, I'm not sure what the rules were. I, I apologize. Uh, you just said I agree. That was all that I, I, I remember. Just yeah. Uh, so I, I, I had I went with with, with uh, Dash. You know, with Dash and uh, Bruce for Aquaman. Bruce for Aquaman. I think Bruce for Aquaman was your best choice. Yeah, that was pretty solid. I like that. Okay, uh, Lee. All right, so uh, let's go Green Lantern. I had Frozone from The Incredibles. Uh, for Flash, I also picked Dash. For Batman, I had Darkwing Duck. Superman, I had Peter Pan. Aquaman was Donald Duck. And the best choice of the whole group, Wonder Woman, Jessica Rabbit. That, that's a pretty solid choice. I agree. That is your best choice, I would say. For me, uh, Batman is Goliath from Gargoyles. Superman is Mr. Incredible. Wonder Woman is Pocahontas. Flash is Lightning McQueen. Green Lantern is Aladdin. And Aquaman King Triton. So y'all let us know who has the best Justice League. 
right, guys. Y'all know what that sound means. It's time for us to go to bed, quite frankly. It's very late over here. Um, we're, we're into the three in the morning kind of phase right here, uh, by the way. Really? <laughs> yes, we're, in, we're close 30. to three. Hmm? 2.30. 2.30. You, you're, you're, a little, you're an hour ahead. You're going to eat anything tonight? You're going to go out, pick up something? Yeah, mama. I might, man. I am hungry. I'm going to see if the Los Pollos Hermanos is open. <laughs> good luck with that. Say hello yeah, to Gus. Sounds good right now. All right. <laughs> so, guys, uh, thank you for listening again. As always, you guys are too good to us. Uh, thank you for all the interaction lately. We appreciate every word. Just a couple things uh, in closing here. Please go visit www.magicourway.com. We would love for you to go there. The show notes are all up there. We link to all the information that we provided. Uh, you, you can hear past episodes. Uh, you can communicate with us directly on the website. Send us a, a message. We'd love to hear from y'all. We always do. And as you well know, we'll play your message on the air. Uh, hit us up at magicourway at gmail.com. Speak pipe us. You, you just need to call us at one eight four four harambe That's one eight four four harambe That's how you do it. Good job. All right. So, no, all the normal social media stuff, guys. Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram. We've provided you with every means there is to get in touch with us. Whatever your preferred method is, use it. Uh, you can always listen to us on Libsyn, iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry. Sooner or later, we'll be on SoundCloud. We, we might even do a YouTube page. We don't know. We're, we're still kind of doing that, that idea. Awesome. I, you, want, you want to handle that? I might, I might hand that one over to you. What? Kev's a little busy right now. We could use some help with that. Hey. <laughs> hey, indeed. All right. So, Lee, uh, that brings us to you. Tell us a little bit about Magical Moments Vacations. Let us know what's going on there. Yeah, so reach out to me uh, at You've Got a Friend in Lee Travel. Uh, you That is an affiliate with Magical Moments Vacation, a earmarked agency. You can reach me at 832-570-5490. You can email me at lee at mmvagent.com. Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash travel. L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. All right. And Eli, one more time, the information for Ivory Comics? Uh, yeah, you can reach me at www.ivorycomics.com. Uh, the thing you're looking for is Project Geisha Glyph Award nominee for Best Female. Please uh, help me out when you can. All right. Thank you very much. And guys, thank you for listening again. Thank you for listening as always. Catch you down the road next week. Magic out.